So, so thank you once again for joining us, Dr. Quentin Hendricks. We want to welcome you to the Self-Care Forum podcast. Uh, I want to give you uh, the floor and give you the opportunity to just introduce yourself to all those who are uh, joining us today. All right, great. Uh, it's great to be with you guys. Uh, Dr. Cedric asked me to come on here and talk a little bit about chiropractic. And uh, some of you guys, I see their names here that, that do know me, uh, uh, know that I'm not a real vocal person, but when you ask me about things that I'm passionate about, it's hard to get me to shut up. So I was pretty excited when he asked me. And so uh, I said, I am uh, Dr. Quentin Hendricks. I'm a chiropractor. Uh, I'm originally from Alabama. Uh, you probably can recognize that I don't have the, the New York accent if you don't know me, but uh, from Alabama, my wife and I have been here about two and a half to three years uh, and, and here in uh, New York. And so uh, come up here for her job. Uh, originally, uh, I came through chiropractic through an indirect route, actually. Okay. Uh, I went to, uh, to school later in life. My second career is chiropractic. So I have a little bit different, uh, I guess, uh, viewpoint from a lot of the guys that come straight through. Uh, but uh, that's a little about me. I went to uh, undergraduate in uh, Lebanon, Tennessee at a private university, Cumberland University there, played a little college football. Mm -hmm. uh, my, my degree was in professional biology. Uh, and background in chemistry. I uh, worked in environmental and chemical labs for about nine years. Uh, then I decided uh, to go back to chiropractic school. Uh, and I went to chiropractic school in uh, Marietta, Georgia, just north of Atlanta at Life University. Uh, that was back in 2004 to 2008. And so that's kind of the direction I went with my education. I graduated from chiropractic school in 08, moved back to Alabama, uh, opening an office there uh, close to where we live there in Alabama, which we still have our home there uh, and practiced there up until uh, 2013. Then I joined another office with another chiropractor, a good friend of ours, actually married to one of my wife's relatives. So we've known each other for years and we went together and worked there for about five years before we moved up here. So uh, that's kind of the background of how I went into chiropractic uh, and how I got here to New York. Excellent. Thank you. And that was very in-depth. Tell, tell us a little bit about the transition from uh, your undergrad into uh, chiropractic medicine. What was the catalyst that motivated you or rather inspired you uh, to actually uh, go in and pursue this career? Uh, I, I would, like I said, my route was a little bit different than a lot of guys uh, and girls. I uh, came out, I was working in a lab for, like I said, about nine years and uh, the job was a good job. Uh, I liked the job. I didn't dislike it, but I had the feeling that I just wasn't making the difference I wanted to make in the world. I was kind of confined to those, those, those lab hours, which were not often that great to deal with, but just didn't feel like I was making that impact I wanted to make. Uh, and uh, many of us here, I'm sure, are religious people, so uh, the, the Lord had a, a path for me that maybe I didn't understand at the time, and so I was thinking to myself, I really would like to do something different, mm -hmm. but I don't want to quit my job because it was a good job, and lo and behold, our company got bought out by a different company, and I got laid off, and so I was like, all right, that's the Lord telling me I need to do something different, mm -hmm. and uh, I wasn't for sure what I wanted to do. Uh, but I knew I wanted to make a difference. And I had looked into maybe going to medical school, um, but in my, my heart, uh, just in my own personal experiences, uh, the philosophy 
uh, didn't match up with what I looked at health to be. And okay. I didn't even realize that. I didn't realize it uh, mm-hmm. until years later. It was so funny how things happen. Um, and so um, actually the guy I was talking about, Dr. Eric Butler in Alabama was a good inspiration to me. He was mm-hmm. a chiropractor, um, amazing person, amazing Christian, uh, and very passionate about what he did. And I was thought, I want to have that joy about going to work every day. And so started talking with him and got some information and, and learned about what chiropractic was. And I was thinking, wow, that's kind of what I already believe. And the basic premise that drew me to chiropractic was mm-hmm. that the power that made the body heals the body. Wow. And we all have that innate power within us to heal. And it's not about the symptom, it's about the cause. And if Mm -hmm. we can treat that cause, then we can help people. Uh, That doesn't mean that everyone gets better. It doesn't mean that everyone is walking around like they're 18 year old again. It just means that we go to the cause of the matter. And from a young child, we were raised in a family where my mom, if we would get sick, she would say, just go to bed, drink some orange juice, eat some chicken soup in a few days, you'll be better because you're mm-hmm. going to heal. And that was kind of the way we were raised. Uh, now, if, if we're not better in a few days, obviously we're going to do something else about that. But most of the time we would be better. Mm-hmm. And so even though we were not raised in that concept of what we call chiropractic philosophy, that was kind of instilled in me. And so instead of going to some other healthcare provider and taking just a medication for a symptom, Mm-hmm. We were raised that we could heal. And then if you heal the way your body's designed to, I don't necessarily need that medication at that particular time. And so that kind of drew me that route. Uh, and believe it or not, it was still a few years into chiropractic school that that really started sinking into me. So mm-hmm. it was, I, I kind of went a different route maybe than some people did. They used to tell us in chiropractic school that you don't choose chiropractic. Chiropractic chooses you. And I believe that in life is that we don't necessarily choose our path. Our path chooses us. And that's kind of what happened with me. Well, that's very interesting. Thank you for sharing that philosophy. And I think it's actually quite different than, you know, the traditional medical uh, physician philosophy uh, with, with your point being that, listen, you know, the creator who made the body, you know, clearly has uh, an innate mechanism within to really fix it. And um, you just sort of have to help the body, uh, uh, you know, work properly and, and, you know, the healing process begins. Now, that's very interesting. And I love how you tied your faith into it and, and how, you know, your faith is really, um, you know, almost like a catalyst for you having this vision and taking this pathway instead of, you know, traditional uh, medical doctor pathway. Now, that's actually right in line with uh, a lot of what we've talked about on this podcast, um, which is that, you know, you have the power to change your health, your health outcome. A lot of it is through nutrition, uh, lifestyle changes, uh, behavioral changes, as opposed to simply uh, taking a pill. And, And one of the points that I've always tried to emphasize to those who uh, follow this podcast is listen a pill uh is it, it's great it's symptomatic relief which is a wonderful thing you know if you've got uh your blood sugars out of control well you want to take it down immediately if your blood pressure is out of the sky high you want to bring it down immediately but it doesn't mean that that's all you're going to do all right what you want to do is find out what the root cause is and maybe address that 
so you're not dependent on any particular uh, medical therapy. But uh, I want to thank you for uh, highlighting that that aspect of things. Um, so tell us a little bit about uh, you know chiropractic medicine. You've told us what you you know what inspired you to go into it, and a little bit about the philosophy, but. In your own words, in your own definition, what is chiropractic medicine? What is uh, what are what are some of the benefits to it that uh, uh, in in your experience that you've seen? Okay. Uh, yeah, and like I said, the concept being that it's within us to heal, and so what we do as chiropractors, our focus is to try to eliminate. It could be referred to as interference, or it could be referred to as uh, stressors or whatever you want to talk about, try to alleviate or at least reduce those stressors or those interferers from the body to allow that to occur. And I'll tell you how we do that. Uh, uh, if you think about it uh, from an overall health standpoint, um, everything in the body that occurs is either initiated, is either uh, monitored, controlled, mitigated, propagated, influenced, whatever words you want to use there by the nervous system. Mm -hmm. So everything that happens in the body has some type of nervous system uh, uh, connection. So if I want to move my arm, my brain tells the, those signals to go through the nerves down to my arm and makes it move in whichever direction. If I want to digest the food I just ate, the brain sends signals to the GI tract telling it to do its job and vice versa. It's a two-way street. Uh, mm -hmm. The signals go from the body to the brain, through the nervous system and vice versa. And so the concept of chiropractic is since we work primarily with the spine, uh, not totally, we, we work on the, the extremities as well, but primarily our focus is the spine and it's, uh, its relationship to the nervous system. Mm. So if we have a problem in an area of our spine where it's not functioning correctly, that can be due to uh, abnormal motion. So a part of the spine's not moving correctly. It could be from an old injury. It could even be developmental where part of it developed incorrectly. That can interfere with how the nerves that come out of that spine go into different body parts, whether it be my back, my legs, my internal organs, whatever it might be. And so chiropractic looks to get the function of the spine more optimal. I don't say we always correct those problems because sometimes it's, it's too far to correct it completely. So mm -hmm. if you have a, an injury that may be beyond its ability to go back to where it was at one time, it can still get better. And if we can optimize that function, it can remove some of that interference or some of that stressor on the nervous system, allowing the body to function better. And that's really the key concept of chiropractic is function and primarily the spinal function because we know that there's a, a, an intimate relationship between the spinal column and the nervous system. And we know that if there's a problem with the spinal column, then it's going to interfere with how that nervous system works optimally, not necessarily shutting it off, not necessarily overexcited where it's out of control, but at least not working optimally. And that's what we strive to do is find those areas in the spine that are not working optimally and try to help either possibly correct them, but at least at the minimum, help them to function at their best. And that's what we try to do. And that's the concept of chiropractic of how 
it affects our health, not only from just a pain standpoint. 99% of the time, people come to me because they're in pain. Mm-hmm. But that's not necessarily completely what we look for because I know that not just pain, pain's a little small portion of what the nervous system does. The nervous system does so much more, influences how we, our, like I said, our jack track works, our heart works, how our emotions are, how our immune system functions, uh, which is very important for us right now in the climate we're in, you know, mm-hmm. an optimal immune function. And so the nervous system regulates and monitors all of those functions. And if there's something that's limiting that, we want to try to improve upon that. Thank you so much for uh, highlighting that because I think it, it clarified a lot of things for me. And I'm hoping for those who will watch this um, in the near future, I think um, that explanation was very well uh, said and, and quite enlightening of the relationship between, you know, the brain, the nervous system, uh, the spine. Uh, you know, I, I, for one, will, will admit that, I, you know, I'm guilty of, of, you know, when I think about a chiropractor, I often think about, you know, uh, adjusting the spine and, and everything, but it goes beyond simply moving the body and adjusting the spine and, and, and dealing with pain, as you've said, um, you know, but given that adjustment is one of the tools that chiropractors typically use, what are, um, you know, what can you tell us about, you know, what a typical chiropractic adjustment uh, looks and feels like? Um, what are you, what are, what are you manipulating? Are you uh, simply trying to get the spine to, to move in a certain position or to to maybe alleviate uh, the pressing of a nerve what can you tell us about chiropractic adjustments and uh, and honestly there's that's a very broad uh, question because there's a multitude of ways in which people different chiropractors adjust the, the vertebrae of the spine mm-hmm. you know there's different ways and so you may go to a chiropractor someone over here may have uh, be a chiropractic patient and they may go to someone and they do it a certain way or may, they may use their hands and then they may go to someone else, maybe going to a chiropractor and they use maybe a mechanical apparatus or they use what we call a drop table or, or whatever. There's different ways of adjusting, but the concept is to get the vertebrae to move mm-hmm. in the proper direction. So we look for a couple of different things. Like I said before, we look for abnormal motion, which typically presents as the lack of motion. So mm-hmm. something's not moving as much as it should or correctly. And then we try to get that to move better. The other thing is the direction. In other words, it could be misaligned. And so we're trying to get it back to a better uh, state of alignment. Uh, and we do that through uh, the chiropractic adjustment. And there's, it's, it's amazing. I've had so many patients over the years that would come in and they say, I've been going to chiropractors for years and I've never had one do that before. You know, because I was like, well, what kind of coverage did you see? And they said, well, they used this or they did that. And I was like, oh, that's a different technique. Just like there's different techniques to doing all kinds of things in this world. Like mm-hmm. if you go to a, a baseball coach and they teach you how to throw a baseball, one coach may say, well, you need to do this, this, and this. Another coach say, well, you do it this way. Uh, not that one is right or wrong, it's just there's different techniques. And so I typically use my hands. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a, what we call a manual adjuster. I use my hands to try to find those areas uh, of, of abnormal motion and try to introduce that with a, a light, quick impulse into that, that area of the spine. Very well said. Thank you for that. Um, one thing you said earlier was that 99% of the patients you see, they tend to come to you for pain. 
in, in light of the world we live in, where uh, simply going to your local CVS and, and getting a bottle of Tylenol and Motrin, um, you know, is often the, the go-to, the primary go-to for a lot of people. What do you see with those patients that come to you for pain? Um, you know, what, a, what makes them come to you as opposed to just buying uh, over-the-counter painkillers and pain medicines and, and using them? Uh, well, sadly, and this I say sadly for me because I'm I'm biased. I'm a chiropractor, so I think everyone should come to me first. But <laughs> sadly, uh, it's usually because they've tried about everything else, and, mm. I, and not not always. Uh, uh, they'll, they'll say, "Well, I've I've done this, I've done that, I've tried this, and I'm still having this nagging pain. This is still going on." Or, or and oftentimes, uh, most of our patients are, are referrals by word of mouth. They say. Oh, my cousin came to see you and you helped him. So I thought, hey, I'll try it too. Not even knowing what we do sometimes. So I look at it as it's sad that we're sometimes often the last resort, uh, not always. But uh, so that's why people come to us because maybe they've already tried those things and they're just not getting either any relief or maybe just partial relief and it still comes on. Uh, so that's probably most of the people that come to us. Pain. We do have the occasion where people and the information is amazing now, it's so available to us. They're like, hey, I read some stuff on the internet and exactly what I read was exactly what I had. And they say that the chiropractor can help that. So I thought I'll try. Uh, and so information also brings people to us. But most of the time it's because they tried other things and it's just not giving them what they want. So uh, not that we always give them what they want either because we know there's all kinds of things that go on with people, but most of the, I tell people almost every day, I'm not going to guarantee your pain will be better, but I can almost guarantee you'll be functioning better once we get through your care plan. Uh, you still can be having some pain, but the function of your body is going to be better. It's almost inevitable. It's not because of me. It's because of what chiropractic can do for people. Amen. Very well said. So it seems that uh, most of your or many of your clients come to you as a last resort, as you mentioned. How do we change that narrative? How do we get people to begin to look at chiropractic medicine as a preventative uh, uh, approach to, to pain and, and neck adjustments and everything? How do we get that uh, to become a mainstream, if you will? You know, it, it's it's all about education. Uh, it's just like, you know, you mentioned about trying to uh, just be healthier people. Uh, people just don't know sometimes how to eat correctly uh, or whatever, I, how to have proper nutrition to help me be uh, healthier. Oftentimes people just don't know what, what type of exercise should I do to be healthier. Uh, it's just sometimes it's just purely lack of education. And so uh, we see that all the time. People don't know. And another thing that's sad about that, and I'm, I, I say this quite often, it's sad, but it's because oftentimes we as chiropractors have not done our, our job well. What I mean by that is we haven't educated our patients to why they come to see us. We're, mm -hmm. you know, oftentimes we get very busy and we're trying to work with patients and we're not saying, hey, this is why you're here to see me. It's not to get out of the pain. It's to have better function. And the side effect of better function in most cases is your pain is better. Mm -hmm. Your pain is, is decreased. And so we have to educate people. We have to things just like we're doing this evening where people may be on here this evening or will we'll hear this in the future have never heard this before. Uh, right. Our practice has been in existence since about 1895. And so 
and we're still only seeing about seven to 10% of the population. So 150 years of, of doing chiropractic with amazing results and people getting better and building healthier lives and still only seeing seven, 10% of the population. That's an education and that's on us as well as our, our mainstream uh, medicine incorporating that and say, hey, look, these guys can help you just like PTs or just like acupuncture or just like massage therapy or whatever. You can get better by using this. It's, it's really about education. Well, thank you for uh, clarifying that. So uh, in terms of educating patients, uh, in terms of educating people, uh, what sort of services do they uh, do you offer? You know, what sort of things would you like the people who watch this to know that, hey, you know, uh, chiropractors can help you. If I, off the top of my head, I know sciatica. I know you guys are great for sciatica. Um, but what else can you, uh, can you attest to as, as being, uh, um, you know, something that you practice, something that you help people and patients with? Right. Uh, well, you know, you have the, the big three, neck pain, back pain and low back pain. That's the big three we call them. Uh, and we hate to, you know, most of us as chiropractors hate to talk about it because that's what everybody hears is mm -hmm. the big three. Uh, but it's so many different things. Uh, uh, one of the things that's very challenging for, I think, anyone in the medical field are people who have chronic headaches. Uh, headaches are so complex and uh, it's difficult to to deal with headache patients who have significant headaches on a chronic basis. Uh, we work with patients all the time with headaches with good results. Uh, you know, obviously with radiating or pain like in the arm or their leg, like you said, the sciatica and things like that, relieving that pressure off the spine to hopefully help that disc to be, to be healthier that might be compressing those nerves. Uh, other things, you know, we deal with, I'm actually very um, uh, passionate about the athletic field. Um, and, and, and so I've dealt with a lot of, of athletes over the year. And so we look at, I love athletes because they want to be better. They don't care what they have to do. They want to be better at what they do. And so we see a lot of athletes, especially when I was in Alabama, saw lots of athletes who just wanted to perform better. Didn't come in for pain. They're like, Hey, I want my body to move better than it was. And I know you guys helped me with that. So we used to do a lot with that. Uh, also, I, I really enjoy working with children. I did that a lot back in Alabama as well. Uh, small children, because you think about it, oftentimes the first spinal problem people have is during the birth process. Uh, mm -hmm. The birth process can be fairly traumatic, okay? Mm -hmm. I've never given birth, but I know if you ask most women that have, have given birth, they will say, yes, it is traumatic. Well, think about that small infant, how traumatic it could be. Mm -hmm. uh, and so a lot of times we see neck issues with even infants. And obviously we don't adjust infants the same way we would an adult, but I've done a lot of training in the, in the past with dealing with infants uh, and children and even with pregnant moms and stuff through that whole process. So we deal with a lot of times with, with females through pregnancy uh, and small children who may have ear aches or sinus problems or chronic uh, reflux and things of that nature, because oftentimes it's a nervous system issue, an irritational nervous, not necessarily uh, a, a GI issue sometimes with like reflux or whatever. So we deal with that as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and so there's, you know, there's really endless things uh, we used to see kids sometimes with bedwetting, uh, even females who had issues uh, becoming pregnant. You know, oftentimes that's a pelvic issue. And so uh, not necessarily uh, uh, an issue with their reproductive organs. And so 
And there's lots and lots of things that we see people for, but primarily, you know, it's the big three, the neck pain, the back pain, the low back pain, and the headaches are the primary things we see. But, you know, carpal tunnel syndrome, all kinds of things that we, we, we see people and we can, we can help them with. Uh, and that's what we deal with pretty much on a daily basis. Well, thank you. I, I, I want to get your thoughts on this. Um, you know, you mentioned neck pain, back pain, and lower back pain. Um, what, what's the relationship to obesity or, or carrying excess weight to those things? What, what impact or influence does it have uh, in terms of contributing to those uh, uh, areas of uh, chiropractic medicine? Well, it's a huge impact. Uh, you know, I mentioned early on about alleviating interference or stressors. Mm -hmm. Obviously, when we're carrying more weight than we should, that's a huge stressor on our body. Uh, and the spine is hugely impact. And, uh, you know, we see now, I don't know the percentage, but it's about, it's over 50% of the American population is considered overweight at least. Mm -hmm. And so there's a huge impact on how we carry weight. Uh, and it, it differs from person to person, females and males, how we carry weight on the body, how it stresses different parts of the body. Uh, we typically see with males more low back issues related to, strip, to, to excess weight. With females, oftentimes it's neck and upper back just because of how, how our fat is distributed on the body with different uh, genders. And so uh, it makes a huge impact. And not to mention just the overall health impact of how it affects uh, back into the nervous system, to the brain, changing the biochemistry of the body, which also feeds back to the nervous system, to the organs. And so it's actually what we call um, a positive feedback system. In other words, it feeds upon itself in a negative manner. It makes you more and more unhealthy because it keeps putting more and more negative stress on the system. And mm -hmm. so, uh, yeah, uh, obesity or being overweight plays a huge role. And if people... Uh, do what it takes to get that excess weight, weight off. It takes a huge amount of stress off their spine and it makes my job way easier because then we're not fighting another external factor. We say, okay, we've got that under control. Now we can deal better with these other things because if I'm trying to, to heal and I keep getting that stress on it and on it and on it, it's hard to heal. Well, thank you. And since we're on the topic of obesity, um, I figured I'd ask you, um, you know, what's the, in, in your opinion, what's the importance of the role of proper nutrition um, in, in any patient that may come to you? Does it, uh, we often don't think that, you know, eating a certain way uh, can contribute to your chiropractic care, but uh, in your opinion, what, what's the relationship between the two? Well, you know, uh... I also have a background in exercise science. I have a master's degree in exercise science. So a lot of nutritional and, and training and, and conditioning things I've, I've got some background in. And so that stuff is I'm, I'm very passionate about as well. That's why I used to love working with athletes. But nutrition is, is, is key. And I'll tell you why. I'll give you one reason why it mm -hmm. makes a huge impact with chiropractic patients. And it's about inflammation because how we eat can either be pro-inflammatory or anti-inflammatory. And there's obviously many, many factors in there, but that's one of the factors. If we eat what I consider to be a pro-inflammatory uh, diet or live a pro-inflammatory lifestyle, it's not just nutrition, it's other aspects of it, uh, then it makes my job even is difficult as well. Because if I'm continually increasing the inflammation in my body by how I eat or the nutrition I'm involved with, then your body's just going to sit in that state of what we call chronic inflammation. And there's, 
It's it's a pandemic as well. Chronic chronic inflammation is is a huge problem uh, in our in our society, especially Western societies, and it's di dictated primarily by the way we eat. So it plays a big role in how uh, fast people recover or how uh, far they recover if they can do things. Eating properly not only makes you lose weight but reduces inflammation. I actually just took a uh, did a seminar just recently on how. Uh, inflammation impacts not just how we feel, but how our brain functions. And it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. That's right. And, and you're right to that point. Inflammation is, is something that uh, it's another topic that we've addressed on this podcast in a previous uh, episode and previous recordings. And, you know, it, it, it's essentially, a, you know, a cry for help uh, from the body. And, you know, too often we're eating foods and, and certain things that are, just detrimental to our health and they often damage our gut health and oh, sure. uh, causing leaky gut leaking into the mm -hmm. system, yes. uh, damaging everything, causing all these sorts of cytokine reactions, autoimmune reactions, which, you know, lead to uh, one steroid to another, one drug, one anti-inflammatory medication. And it, it's a cascading effect and it affects all circles, uh, all, all manners of uh, uh, chronic diseases. And I, I thank you for that. I thank you for, you know, making the connection with, uh, with that. Tell us a little bit about your current practice. Um, you know, what does a new, what can a new patient expect walking in the door for the first time? Currently I am working at uh, Millennial Medical and Rehab, which is a, what we call a multidisciplinary practice. We have MDs, uh, we have uh, physiatrists, DOs, uh, physical therapists, acupuncturists, chiropractics. We have multidisciplinaries. And so uh, we have some patients who see multiple practitioners. We have some who may just see one. Uh, so you're not really locked into any particular thing. You don't have to do this or have to do that. We have some people that come to me just for chiropractic and some people just come to the to, to Dr. Zal for, for just for acupuncture or whatever. Uh, and so that's where we're, I'm at currently. Uh, and so typically it's going to be just like when you go to any medical uh, medical facility, you, you come in, you're going to do the same paperwork, you know, fill all that stuff out, which no one loves. Everybody hates that, but it's just part of the world we live in. And then we come in, we're going to do a full analysis on you. Whether you see me or you see one of the other practitioners, we're going to do just like you would see your vitals, a full breakdown of what's going on, your past history, because we want to try to get as much information about you, what's going on with you from what we call a global health standpoint, so we can better make decisions about what we should do. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're going to check your vitals. We're going to check all those things. We can even do blood work if necessary. So there's lots of things we can do there. Just as chiropractic, what I do then is I do what we, we look at as just a chiropractic examination. So I'm going to look at uh, all those things we talked about before, just your basic medical history, but then I'm going to do a sp more specific examination on you about what's going on with your spine. So um, one thing I also like to interject here that I think kind of makes chiropractic a little bit different in some ways, even though I, I see it transitioning to this now, is mm -hmm. we look at you as a whole. And so a lot of times when you go to your orthopedic practitioner for shoulder pain, they look at your shoulder and they evaluate it and they say, oh, you've got a torn rotator cuff, whatever. When you come to me and you have shoulder pain, I'm going to look at your shoulder I'm going to look at your neck. I'm going to look at your mid-back. I'm going to look at your clavicle. I'm going to look at your scapula. I'm going to look at all those things that can influence or impact 
that area. So I usually try to look at it globally because one thing I phrase I use often is uh, nothing happens in the body in isolation. Not one, one instance is anything happened in isolation, which means if I have a headache, that's not just affecting my head. It's mm. going to affect my body globally, the entire uh, vital holistic aspect of our body. And so we look at you and chiropractically, I look at you as a whole, because if you come in with neck pain and you have something going on in your low back that you don't even know about, how can you expect your neck to heal as fast as it should if you've got something that's interfering with your body's ability to heal in the low back? So we look at you globally. It's a holistic approach in, in chiropractic. And so I think that might be a little bit different than what some people have experienced. Uh, like I said, I see that now more and more with our, our other medical practitioners. They're looking at people more holistically now than they used to. Uh, but that's what we try to do. And, and then we start to isolate down. Where is the primary problem? And so you may have a primary neck issue, uh, and we're going to deal with that. That's your primary focus. But if you have a little bit going on in your mid-back too, and through our examination, people's like, wow, I didn't know that was even there. But now that you touch and you move that, oh, yeah, I feel that. So most people can recognize it once I find it. Uh, we're going to work on those secondary issues as well to hope, hopefully help you to work better overall. But we're going to obviously focus on your primary problem. And I always tell people, I don't always, I typically tell people, I don't mean this to be negative. I don't care so much about your pain. I care about you function. We're going to look at your pain and we're going to help you to be better and feel better. But if you function better, like I said before, the side effect of functioning better is typically less pain. So we don't focus on pain, but we do address it. Well, that's a great analogy. That's a really good analogy. Thank you for sharing that. So for anybody who uh, uh, is looking for a chiropractor or just maybe struggling with pain, um, you know, maybe they've tried uh, prescription drugs, maybe they've tried uh, various methods, but, you know, like you said, seven to 10% of the population are served by chiropractors for the remaining 90% of the population um, who may come across this video and, and some of the things that you're saying, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, the best way is, like I said, nowadays, the Internet's amazing. You can go to MMR uh, online. Uh, it's a medical millennium medical and rehab. That's the office I'm working in currently. Uh, and, and you can look that up online and you can call the number there and get an appointment. Uh, and, and that's really the best way to get in contact with us right now. We like I said, we see people from all walks of life from we do see you know, a lot of a lot of offices nowadays don't see medicare patients uh but we we do see medicare patients we see anyone cash patient or or uh, third-party pay insurance so uh we're not going we, we don't turn people away because we know everybody needs help and if we can provide just a small portion of that help then we're we're glad to do that well thank you so much for that and i think this is especially relevant because 80 percent of all adults uh, in the United States will experience some sort of back pain right. throughout their lifetime. And uh, not only that, you also have back injuries, which account for, I believe, uh, three quarters of all workplace injuries. So it, it seems to me like the, there's a market there. It seems to me like there's people that have a need. Um, it's simply about finding out what a chiropractor does and maybe who a good chiropractor 
where they can find a good chiropractor. So I thank you for coming on and, and just sharing your experience, sharing your expertise with us. Um, I want to transition to the next phase of this uh, podcast, whereby we open it up to the audience. Uh, uh, some of the questions that they may have. I had somebody um, had wanted me to ask you a question, by the way. I just want to go first, and then we're going to give it up to the audience. Um, I, this is a, a middle-aged man who's currently suffering from hip and back pain. Uh, he's done uh, physical therapy uh, but he, uh, for about a month, but he only seems to get temporary relief. Um, there are exercises that he does at home, um, you know, uh, throughout the week, uh, even though he goes and sees a physical therapist twice a week. Um, but uh, to date, he hasn't gotten an x-ray. Um, what are your, uh, what is your advice for him? Uh, should he, should he look for a chiropractor? Is there any, uh, any, are there any sort of stretches or uh, exercise regimen you would recommend for someone in that predicament? Uh, like, I, like I said before, I'm probably a little biased. So I think everyone needs to see a chiropractor. But yes, and I'll tell you why. Uh, because I work with, with uh, P- PTs every day and they do a wonderful job. I love what they do. But they do something different than we do. And so what I look at is most PTs, uh, and I don't know who you saw because there's lots of ways to do physical therapy as well, just like there's lots of ways to do in chiropractic. But the difference being is that we look for joint function primarily. Uh, PTs look for typically soft tissue or imbalances or range of motion issues, which are very important. And so, for example, you say you have low back and hip. So oftentimes that's a pelvic joint problem because low back and hip between the low back and hip is your pelvic joint. And so if you have a pelvic joint problem, if it's not moving correctly, then it doesn't matter how much you strengthen or how much you stretch or what you do for those areas. If I don't get the proper function of that joint, then it's not going to get but so much relief. And that's what we addressed earlier was you can only get so much relief unless you go to the cause. Now we have to figure out what the cause is. Okay. And the only way you can do that is get an examination. You know, if you're looking at chiropractic through, with the chiropractor to do their examination. Uh, and I'll, I've worked with PTs many times and it works really well with chiropractic. What they do, they do amazing. And I feel like what we do, we do amazing. And those things together helps lots of people get much, much better. And so I would look at it if I, I was you, I would give you some advice. I would say, yes, see a chiropractor, let them do their evaluation on it. Uh, oftentimes, if you've already done care with someone else or another medical provider, they may send you to get an x-ray because you've done something and you're not getting good, as good results as you would like. So let's just make sure there's not something else going on. Oftentimes that's the case. Uh, we, you know, we would, we would recommend someone to say, you know what, let's just send, get you some x-rays and see. Um, the chiropractor or whoever you see will make that decision. Uh, and so I would say, yes, uh, see that chiropractor and let them do their chiropractic evaluation and see if they can get some, some, some idea of what's going on there. Thank you so much for clarifying and answering that, Dr. Quinn. Uh, I want to open it up to the floor. Does anyone have anything for Dr. Quentin? Yeah, this is um, Pam Smith in Rochester, New York. I had a question. Hi, Pamela. Hi. I had a question. Um, um, I think you said something about carpal tunnel, and I, I haven't been diagnosed, but I think I might have it in my hand. So would you recommend me seeing my PCP first or go straight to a chiropractor? 
Uh, and that's that's a great question. Uh, and then that it could vary, okay? And I, I don't know it's the extent of how your symptoms are. Um, and it, I look at it from two ways. Uh, oftentimes we have people come in who have carpal tunnel symptoms as opposed to carpal tunnel syndrome. And that's a difference, okay? Uh, because I, I, I think of a patient right off the top of my head, uh, a man, he was an elderly patient, was having carpal tunnel symptoms. And I was doing an evaluation and he had a neck issue. And once I started working on his neck, lo and behold, his carpal tunnel symptoms went away. And it's because he didn't have a he didn't have carpal tunnel, he had a neck problem that was giving him nerve ir irritation. Now mm -hmm. I'm not saying that you don't, uh, but you have to figure out where the problem is. If it's coming from the carpal tunnel itself, then you have to work on that area. Uh, and oftentimes it's hard to figure it out. Uh, I always tell people is I start at the at the midline, the spine, and work my way out. And so I start at the midline at the neck, and then I work my way down that extremity to your hands because that's where your symptom is. And if we can find there's a problem, because sometimes people have shoulder problems that give them carpal tunnel symptoms. Uh, it's not as common, but it's possible. So what I would say is the answer to your question is, should you see go straight to a chiropractor or see your primary care? It really depends, okay? Because it depends on how severe your symptoms are. Sometimes people have severe symptoms and they need to get that addressed immediately. Okay, because you'd have nerve damage. But I would say if you saw a chiropractor, they would address that and say, you know what, this is an immediate problem we need to deal with if it's a nerve damage issue. Uh, but it, and if, if I've never met a chiropractor personally that would not address that that way. Thank you. Okay, thank you. No problem. I have a question. This is a Sarah Higdon from North Greece Road. Um, I have a pain in this this has been months. It goes down the left side of my neck in the back, down my shoulder. I can't get any relief, no relief at all. I don't know what's wrong with it. I have a second problem. I had a knee replacement 2016. They told me at that time I was going to need the other knee replaced uh, and do, due to a series of events. Finally, when the COVID came and my surgery was scheduled they canceled it now i have a slight limp pain going down my from my back down my hip and i have a i'm bent over when i'm walking and that is not really comfortable but when i try to stand up straight oh the pain is pronounced so i'm wondering what that is is it because i need the hips replaced and the knee now uh, or what? You know, and like I try to tell people, uh, the answer to that question is there's no way of knowing without a full exam. Okay. First of okay. all, uh, you'd have to know for sure what's going on there, but it's really not uncommon. It's really actually pretty common to see people with knee problems end up with back problems. Okay. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's vice versa where their back actually leads to knee problems. But oftentimes if you have knee issues, obviously it alters the way you stand. It alters mm -hmm. the way you walk. And so mm -hmm. that puts more and more stress on your low back and mm -hmm. then can give you problems with irritating nerves that can run up and down the leg, calling that sciatic type pain. And mm -hmm. so uh, th that could be what's going on there with these chronic knee issues that are unresolved. Uh, then it could lead to low back issues. Uh, okay. So you have to address it as a whole. In other mm -hmm. words, if you go to a chiropractor, he can work on your, the problem you may have potentially in your low back and help you with that 
symptom you have with low back pain or maybe even pain down the leg. But if those chronic knee problems are not addressed, it's just going to keep coming back. So okay. You have to address both those things. As Thank far you. as your neck issue, mm-hmm. uh, it's the same type of thing. It sounds classic, like a, a lower neck dysfunction problem, which mm-hmm. can give you pain that we call referred pain yeah. down your back, mm-hmm. around your your, uh, your shoulder blade, or kind of inside yeah. the shoulder blade. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, and so that's a that's a lower neck path. In other words, we see referred pain in that in that thing. So you're having something going on. Sounds like, and there's like again, no way of knowing without a full examination that's not functioning co- correctly, that's giving you that pain. Have you seen any other, have you seen a, a professional or a medical professional for your neck issue? No. You haven't? So definitely no. you should, you should, you should seek someone to look at that. Uh, okay. the chiro- that sounds like a good classic chiropractic case. You okay. know, they can look at that and see what needs to be done about that. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Good question. Good question, Sarah. Uh, I, I, there's a question from uh, one of the uh, audience attendees, uh, and her question is, what is, uh, in your opinion, what is the difference between chiropractic medicine and osteopathic medicine? Okay. Uh, and the difference is uh, purpose. Okay. Uh, and I, I'll be honest, I'm not, I'm not a trained DO, so I don't know what they do in their training, but the purpose is a little bit different. Uh, it's from what I gather. Now, there could be differences now than it used to be because I, I don't know exactly what completely those D, the DOs do. Uh, we look for specific adjustments as opposed to uh, general mobilizations. That's the difference that I can see and also the purpose, you know, uh, if you go back in history, now I'm talking historically, I'm not talking about necessarily today because I don't know exactly what they train in their in their profession to do when it comes to manipulating uh, the purpose uh, back in the, in historically speaking, was to, to get better motion to improve, actually to improve blood flow, which it does. It actually does that. And we look to improve specific function of specific locations to improve nerve function. That's kind of the difference. Uh, I know a few DOs uh, that do great um, manipulations. I actually work with one here at the office I'm at. Now she's actually moved on from there and done a great job. But what I have seen over the years is that fewer and fewer of the DOs actually manipulate anymore. They're typically just migrate to the prescription side or refer to PT or a physiatrist or whatever. Fewer and fewer of the DOs actually manipulate anymore. In chiropractic, we uh, we don't like to use the word manipulate in our, our, little, our little world. We call it adjustments because we feel like adjustment is very specific and not uh-huh. just global. So that's okay. kind of the difference uh, that, that I can see within. Well, thank you for that explanation. Uh, does anyone else in the audience have a question for Dr. Andrews? Are there any other questions uh, for Dr. Hendricks has? I have one more question. This is Sarah again. Um, I had a table leg and I thought it was, I don't know, I thought it was aluminum or something, but it wasn't. And I tried and, and the tip of it, about four inches of the tip was bent on one leg. So I tried to straighten it with my hand. And when I did, I felt like I felt something pop between my shoulder and my elbow. That's what I felt. And now when I, if you know, you want to hold a book in your hand and raise it up, 
I can only go so far on both sides, on both arms. So that that feeling is in both of my arms. Uh, and I don't know why I didn't do anything. I mean, I felt it in one arm, but now I feel this discomfort in both arms. I, I, uh, I'm having trouble with that. Maybe I'm getting old, but. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all? Aren't we all? <laughs> but this is different. This is different. Right. I haven't experienced this before. So I'm wondering what is going on. Yeah. And definitely, like I said, definitely need to get that examined, you know, to see what's going on there for sure. Uh, if it's in both arms, obviously it can't just be an extremity issue. Okay. If you pull something and you hurt, hear something pop or you feel something move and my arm hurts, that's what we, you know, that's an arm issue potentially. But if it's, you feel something pop or move and it's both arms or maybe both your shoulders, uh, then it's not just an arm issue. And so you definitely need to get that checked okay. out. It could be, you know, a spinal related issue or, or whatever. Or it could just be spasms as well on the other side. So it's it's hard mm. to say for sure without without doing a full examination. Oh, chiropractor again, huh? Uh, I'm a, yes, you know me. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. You're, you're probably not going to get a no chiropractor out of me. Tonight. <laughs> yeah, you might. Okay. You might. <laughs> All right. Thank you. <laughs> Great answer. Great question, Tara. All right. Any other one? Uh, anyone else in the audience have a question? Hello, Dr. Quentin. Hello. I'm going to take this off. This is Dr. Mary Slaughter. I want to thank you tonight for representing our profession so wonderfully and excellently. And I'm a, an alumni of Life University, as you are. And I graduated in 1999. Wow. And I practice for quite a time and now I'm retired. But uh, I thank you so much for representing us in such a wonderful way. Well, thank you. I'm glad that I, I met your standard. <laughs> and, I'll, and, I'll be, and I'll be definitely speaking to you when I see you in church. <laughs> good, good. Thank you. Thank you for that input, Dr. Slaughter. Okay. Anyone else? I hear some, I, I don't know if someone's trying to talk. I hear something almost as if, as if it were background noise. Okay. Well, without any other questions, uh, Dr. Quentin Hendricks, thank you so much. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, edit this. We're going to do is we're going to edit this. Oh, uh, Dr. Nye McNeil has a question. Uh, I think they're typing it in. Uh, Dr. McNeil, you're able to speak to the audience. Let me see if. Okay. Uh, what advice will you give uh, to someone who is uh, pregnant and currently struggling with uh, sciatica? Okay. And like I mentioned earlier, I actually work a lot with pregnant females in the past. Um, and so uh, my go-to answer is see a chiropractor. Now, uh, it, it is evaluation. A lot of times people, I, I, I had actually a, a girl several years ago, she said, well, I'm pregnant, so I can't get adjusted. And I, I looked at her and I said, well, why can't you get adjusted? And she's like, 
well, I just didn't think I could because I'm pregnant. And I was like, I don't know why that has to do with it because pregnant ladies have lots of pelvic dysfunction and low back dysfunction because they have a change in their center of gravity, which really puts a lot of stress on your body. And so I would tell them if you're having a problem with sciatica or low back pain or pelvic pain or wherever it might be during pregnancy is see someone, a chiropractor. Like I said, I've done some training personally in that area. Uh, and so, uh, Find someone who has a background uh, with with obstetrics, you know, with, with pregnancies, as well as, you know, as infants and children. Well put. Now, uh, I, I do want to piggyback on that question. Do you would you see someone uh, prior to birth or after birth or does it not matter? As far as the, the sciatica. Yes. I, I tell people uh, from the time. I actually try to educate our young our young girls, especially that from the time you decide especially to even become pregnant mm -hmm. is to start getting your function better because uh the whole process of pregnancy is a marathon it's not a sprint and it's, it's a lot of stress on your body uh, and so the better you can function from the time you start until all the way up until uh the birth process and even after you recover from the birth process is you need to be sure you're functioning as good as possible the biggest problem i see with during pregnancy even with sciatic pain which is kind of counterintuitive because it's not the low back is pelvic dysfunction and, and you know a lot of people have problem with pelvic dysfunction because as the baby grows it starts taking up space and things start to be kind of uh compressed in there and if the pelvis is not moving and functioning the way it should then you can have some more complications with it, even with how the baby moves around, but also obviously with low back pain. And mm -hmm. so uh, that's um, what I would say is, like I said, I, I'm just one specific lady. She'd had two children and uh, she became a patient of mine later on uh, and she became pregnant. And so she became a full-time patient of mine. And I was like, you know, you need to get in here routinely because you're pregnant now. And she was like, what? I didn't know this. You know, she'd never seen chiropractors through her pregnancies prior to that, her, her two previous pregnancies. And so I adjusted her and actually the, the schedule falls about in line with going to see your OB. You Early on, it's about once a month and then later it becomes a little more frequent. And so, and, uh, you know, not because I'm really anything special, but she told me she was like, that was the easiest pregnancy of all the three I had. Now, that could have been coincidence. I don't think it was because I think I'm awesome. Not really. But <laughs> I think that chiropractic is awesome, and it helped her through that because she, her body was functioning better, not because it was something absolutely special, but she was like, that was the easiest pregnancy. It was the easiest delivery. I had very little pain with, with all this whole process. And so if someone is pregnant, I'm like, yes, you need to see someone who's a chiropractor, especially if they've been you know, trained in that area. To help them along with that. Uh, just to, to uh, ask another question that was uh, written in the chat. Um, tell us about uh, payments, insurances. Uh, is chiropractic care covered by insurance or, or what? You know, and that varies. You know, there's a 10,000 different policies out there. And so insurance is something that's a difficult thing to talk about because I don't know your policy. You know, some policies under the same uh, provider. So you have uh, whatever, Blue Cross may have chiropractic care coverage and some may not. So the only way you know that for sure is, uh, is to call or contact your, your, your provider, your, your, your carrier and do that. 
Or the thing that we often do is people will call us and they say, I don't know if I have coverage or not. And we can, you know, we can check those. Uh, and there's in network and out of network, and that's a whole complicated thing. Um, but most most offices can check if your uh, if your carrier covers chiropractic uh, in, in insurance, you know, and pays for or what percentage or whatever. And if not, then we do, like I said, we do accept cash patients as well. Uh, thank you for that. Thank you for uh, addressing that topic. Um, I don't see any other questions in the chat. I uh, want to give you guys uh, one last opportunity. Should anyone have a question, uh, feel free to unmute yourselves and uh, go ahead and ask to the, the doctor. All right, it doesn't look like there are any other questions. Dr. Hendricks, I want to thank you for uh, taking your Sunday afternoon, uh, spending this hour uh, and then some with us. Thank you for the knowledge. Uh, you've certainly enlightened us and blessed the audience for uh, with this, um, you know, with the information you've shared with us, not only addressing, you know, the, uh, the alternatives to pain treatment, but really clarifying some of the things that chiropractors do um, and how chiropractic care can really, um, you know, uh, give tremendous advantages over simply uh, medicating yourself. And I wanna thank you for that. I wanna uh, say on behalf of the audience, thank you. I'm sure many people are gonna text me and <laughs> as they usually do and uh, you know, thank me for having you on, but I wanna share that with you ahead of time. And um, uh, do you have any final words before we close out? Uh, no, not really. I really appreciate the opportunity. Like I said, you said we've been going for a little over an hour. I told you, don't get me started about chiropractic. <laughs> shut up. It's hard to <laughs> shut me up about those things, but I really do. I appreciate the opportunity. I hope something was said here that would be beneficial to someone on here tonight. If they have some problems, hopefully they can either, you know, can see someone that can help them with it, you know, because my goal in life, you know, my professional goal in life is that people have a better life. That's it. And so I hope that's something we can say. Dr. Quentin. Uh, Dr. Uh -huh. Quentin. Yes. I appreciate you too. And I'm so sorry to ask this question at the last minute, but I was trying to do something with my phone and I couldn't do it. I tried to text it to you. Anyway, once a, a bow-legged person has had one knee replaced, will the will one leg automatically, well, in about a year and a half, be shorter than the other? A little, just a little bit. Is that possible? Is it possible? Sure yes. it is. Sure it is. Okay. Uh, you know. It's it, like I said, it'd be hard to say for sure without doing an exam of why you would have a, a shortened leg or whatever after a, a surgery like that. But it's not uncommon to see knee hip surgeries with a little bit of discrepancy in the legs after. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I'm so sorry for being That's late. Okay. That's okay. Thank I you. enjoyed the session, incidentally. Wonderful. Uh, once again, thank you so much. Uh, for those of you who don't know, um, I, I will update this. Um, I will edit this video, uh, this podcast interview, and upload it on my YouTube channel. And that's Dr. Cedric. Uh, that's mm -hmm. D-R-C-E-D-R-I-C-K. Um, so please go right ahead and uh, find me on YouTube and subscribe. There you'll find uh, other uh, previous episodes of the Self-Care Forum. Or if you want to oh, listen good. to the audio, uh, look up Self-Care Forum on Spotify or Anchor or even Google Podcasts, but this will be on uh, YouTube by uh, Wednesday uh, uh, in the upcoming week. So thank you all for joining us. Um, I am getting a bunch of text messages right now uh, thanking <laughs> you 
uh, Dr. Hendricks. So uh, once again, thank you, everyone. Have a great uh, start to your weeks, okay? All right, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you, thank you very much. Thanks, Dr. Hendricks, bye-bye. Mm.